You're listening to The Power of Prayer, a special message from Brother Jerry Burton. We hope that today's message blesses and encourages you as you go through your day. Power in prayer. Anybody feel like they got power in prayer? Amen. Good. That is good. We need power in prayer. If you weren't here Thursday night, boy, you missed out. It was power in prayer Thursday night. I felt something shift and change and break. I felt some change fall off. Amen. And you'll say, well, brother, that's just a feeling. Well, it might be. I, I like feeling that way. I don't know about you, but I like feeling the presence of God. I feel like he's given me confidence. I feel like he's given me power to overcome. Amen. Sometimes that's all we need. Sometimes we just need a little pat on the back or a hug or something and a little bit of encouragement. And God will do that to, for you every day if we just reach out to him. Amen. Power in prayer. We need to start every day out with prayer. Amen. When we get up, when we get our day started, your day will go a lot better if you pray. Amen. No matter where you work, no matter what you face every day, if you Start your day out with prayer. God can smooth out some of the rough spots. Not saying it's going to be perfect every day. Amen. That's what the enemy's here for. He's here to steal, kill, and destroy, and he does his job well. A lot of times it's not just him we're allowing him to do it. Sometimes it's self-inflicted. Right. All right. Maybe it's just Brother Jerry here. Maybe it's just self-inflicted on his part. But it is. A lot of times we, we set ourselves up for failure a lot of times. But it's not. It doesn't have to be that way. Amen. We want to start out with... Uh, we want to go to the book of James, start with chapter 5, verse 13 and through 18. This is what God gave me a, a while back ago, and I'm hoping I can bring this out for you. It will encourage you. I feel like any time, I ask God, any time I come up, not only behind this, but wherever I go, I want to be an encouragement. I don't want them to see this. I want them to see Him. I want them to see a light. Or that's a Christian. Amen? I mean, this, this is just flesh. This is not bad for a dirt ball. Amen? <laughs> well, uh, Brother Sock used to tell us all the time we were just glorified mud balls. Dirt balls. And I, I, I feel like dirt sometimes. Amen? I can feel the dirt crawling out sometimes. But I'm glad that the master's not afraid. The potter's not afraid to get his hands dirty. He will mold us and make us what we need to be. But we shouldn't think so highly of ourselves because we're just dirt balls. You're just a glorified mud ball walking around. So it's anything that is done that's good or great, it's because of God. Amen. James 13 says, Is any among you afflicted? Let, them, let him pray. So, man, when you're hurting and you're sick, you're going through some things, you're supposed to pray. The word afflict says, Of a problem or illness, cause pain or suffering to affect or trouble. Anything that causes you pain or suffering to afflict or trouble you. That, that can be more than just something in the body. That could be something in the mind. That could be relatives. <laughs> it could be anything. Anything that pushes you down and, and it causes you pain. I mean, a lot of times we have a lot of heartache, don't we? We suffer through a lot of things and, and a lot of things that we shouldn't have to go through because we try to carry everybody else's burdens. Listen, he's the burden bearer today. If we learn to cast our cares upon him, for he loveth us. He loves you. He wants us to cast our cares and our burdens on him. He is the burden bearer. He will lift it up and make things better and smoother for us. 
There's a lot of people going through lives, a lot of loved ones that we wished we could just make change in a snap of a finger, but we can't. And we worry and fret and fuss about it, trying to worry where they're going or what they're doing and because we know the outcome if they don't change their ways. But, man, we need to learn to lean on God. That's God's, that's God's business. We're to encourage and compel people to come in. That's our job, compel them to come in. And once they come in, then we need to be a light. Just be a light to them. Be kind. Be, be nice to them. And let God work a work. Don't try to clean people. We're fishers of men, but we're not the cleaners of men. Amen. He'll throw the net out. We throw it out, and we try to catch people, bring them in. That's God's business on how he cleans up. Amen. It's not my say or my do. Amen. That's his job. Where, I, where I've, I've worked all my life, and I feel it too. <laughs> But when you work in a place, you'll have people sometimes, you got a, you got a specific job. This is your job. You do this. You drive three screws into this, push it on down the line. Sometimes you'll get somebody come along, and they'll, they, they used to do that job. They'll come up behind you, and it's, oh, no, you're doing that wrong. You know, you're, and they'll try to start doing it. The next thing you know, they're doing your job. It's like, wait a minute. They're paying me to do this. Why don't you do what they pay you to do? You go do your job, I'll do my job, and we'll all get together, all right? We'll all be all right. Sometimes we, we step into that because we have that mentality like, well, I can do it better, or if it was me, I would have done it this way. We need to concentrate on doing our own thing and doing our own job. Whatever God's called you to do, do that and do it wholeheartedly. He says, is any man married? Let him sing psalms. Amen. So if you happy, sing. Sing because, amen. Because there's an empty grave, Amen. You want to hear that? Well, okay. Verse 14. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. We were just doing that. We were just practicing that. That's, if some of you may not know, that's scriptural. That's biblical. That's what we're supposed to do. If you're sick, that's why we call for the elders of the church. That's, and if you're an elder, you, if you've been here, amen. You can be, you're an elder if you're here, amen. If you've been here a while, if you're a believer, if you're a believer in Christ, we, can, we all, if you're a believer, you'll, we all have the ability and the permission to lay hands on the sick. Amen. That's what the word tells us to do. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So you can do that. And a lot of times we think, well, that's the pastor's job. Or that's the song leader's job. Or that's the anybody, anybody but me job. You know, I don't want to step into somebody else's place. But listen, he's called us all to pray. He's called us all to lay hands on people. So if you see people, and God will deal with you to do things. Um. When I was, had an opportunity when I went to Cabell, and I was trying to get into that hospital, and there was a man, he was having a hard time walking, and he was telling me about his, his child. She's up on the fifth floor, and she'd been there for about three days, and hopefully she got out already. He was saying that she was getting close to be let out. And he let me in, and we rode the elevator together, and we had a little bit of short talk. And the Lord pushed on me a little bit. You need to go have prayer with him. But, you know, I, I didn't do it. I didn't, I, just did, I didn't follow through. And I didn't go with that man right then. Then I went and done what I came to do. And then when I got on the elevator, the Lord, I started feeling bad. You ever do that? Did you ever have conviction fall on you? That's miserable. Your dad tells you to do something, you don't do it, and you feel bad about it. Amen? Well, I got on the elevator, and I rode up to the fifth floor because I knew that's where he went, but I didn't know his name. I just know it was a man and a daughter. And buddy, they got that place locked up. That's where they keep young people up there. 
so you couldn't get in. So I walked up there and looking around, and I thought, man, I'm looking suspicious up here. <laughs> so I got on the elevator and rode it back down. So I had to repent all the way home. And but your ears get sensitive after a while. I mean, my wife would have been with me. We wouldn't have done it then because he she's real sensitive that way. I'm kind of hard. I don't know, calloused. I don't know what it is about me, but I don't. I wait. But that's that's something that you learn. You learn as you walk in. I've been serving God 30 years, and I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Amen. We're all still learning. So we need to make sure that we we do this. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith. Prayer is the key that unlocks the door. Amen. It's the key. But faith unlocks the door. We've got to have faith when we pray. We've got to believe that God's actually going to do what we've asked him to do. In the word of God, a lot of times when people come up, Jesus asks them, do you believe I can do this? Do you, do you want to be made whole? Well, sure, I want to be made whole. But then we have doubts. We think, well, maybe it won't happen. I mean, he's prayed and it didn't happen. Oh, Lord, don't let it be just me. <laughs> I'm sure we all have. We've prayed and it just, it just hadn't come to pass yet. And that gives us frustration, aggravation. And then we start thinking, blaming ourselves. Or worse, we blame God. God's mad at us. What did we do? And we need to really... Stop. Sometimes it's not a time yet. Sometimes we don't have enough faith. There's a lot of different things that cause a lot of things, but sometimes we just need to pray again. There's been times when you've had a headache and you've taken two Tylenol and that didn't work. Then you take two more. And then if you still have it four hours later or eight hours, you take two more. I mean, it's no prayer's no different a lot of times than medication. You just do it again. Do it again. Push. Pray until something happens. Push. And sometimes we get weary in the pushing because we think it should be instant in a season. You'll just add water and stir, and that's it, or we microwave it. A uh, former pastor used to say that we're a microwave generation, but we serve a crock pot God. <laughs> and that is truth. Amen. We're all time wanting it right now and in a hurry, but we don't like to wait on nothing. And we need to learn to be patient and wait on God. Sometimes we go through things and we don't know why. Well, we never know. A lot of times we never know why we go through what we go through, sickness, death, troubles, or anything. But God's got it all worked out, and it's for our good. Even though we may not see it now, we'll see it all and by and by. There's a reason for everything. Amen. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed any sins. Think about that. You get an extra bonus with this. If you committed any sins, they shall be forgiven him. Every person that comes up and gets anointed. When the elders lay hands on them, according to the word of God, if they have committed any sins, poof, they're forgiven. Poof, gone. Amen. He tells us to confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Fervent means having or displaying a passionate intensity. Uh, got to be on fire with it. That's why you hear some people pray harder, louder. A lot of people, they pray to loudness in church. I don't know what it is. But sometimes they think they come to a place like this and they think it should be quiet and dignified. But we need to pray. The blind man in the Bible, he couldn't see Jesus. He didn't see the crowd. He, could probably, he felt them. 
he heard, he heard, he heard that Jesus was coming. So what does he start doing? He starts crying out, Jesus. He don't say it like that. He starts saying, Jesus! 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 It made people around him nervous, and they were going around trying to shut his pie hole up. They didn't want him to shout out. But what... They didn't know he had a need and he knew that the need maker, hallelujah, the need meter was there and he was coming and he would answer, hallelujah. A lot of times we get bashful and backwards, but I'm telling you, if you have a need today, I'm encouraging you to call on the name of the living God. Let make sure he knows that you're here, amen. They always say the squeaky wheel gets the oil, amen. Sometimes you just got to squeak a little bit louder. Amen. Let God know, hey, I'm here. He knows everything. But hey, this person over here might not know. And they're going to know by the time I get done what I want and what I need. And I'm going to get it at all costs today. Amen. Shout out unto the Lord. Amen. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. Isn't that hard to imagine a great man of God that we read about just like us? Just like you and me, we all full of doubt sometimes. We think we're doing something, and then all of a sudden we think everything's against us. But he was a man just like us. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. I challenge you to ask God for some big things. People going through droughts, pray for rain. Amen. Do your rain dance. Do something. I mean, pray. Ask God for something big. Why, why won't we ask for something big? Why not something miraculous? He's able to do it. He can do it. Well, what if he don't? Well, if he don't, he don't. Maybe we've got to pray some more. Maybe we've got to take two more. Try it again. Amen. And he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. If we don't ask, if we don't push forward, we won't have it. Amen. I want to move on to Mark eleven twenty-five. This is more like a, almost like a Bible study than it is. This is something God's he gave me. This, it's probably more for me than it is for you. Amen. Mark eleven twenty five. And when ye stand praying, forgive. Each and every one of us, we go through troubles, trials, and tribulations. And we all mess with somebody either at work, Walmart, stores, pharmacies, doctors. They say they're going to do this and that, and they don't. Family members, things that just happen. Then all of a sudden we're kind of get encamped and we get pushed down because it makes us angry. Now all of a sudden we've got ought. We've got something against somebody. Something that's troubling us and something that makes us, every time you think about it, your mind's not thinking on godly things no more. You're, you know, you're, you're ready to pray for rain all right? <laughs> Maybe a little thunder too or lightning. We're, but we get like that. So we need to learn to let it go. Pray and when you're, when you're praying, ask God. Just Forgive. We need to forgive people. Let it go. It, it'll benefit you more than it does the other person. We can have all that in, our, in ourselves, and it's only hurting us. We're just like taking poison, and we're just hurting ourselves. If you have ought against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. So we need to forgive while we pray. Before A good way to start your prayer, Lord, forgive me. Cleanse me of my unrighteousness. There's things I do and say or maybe even think that nobody else might know of. God knows. 
And I need forgiveness. That's what he's there for. That's why he shed the blood for. Because he knows I'm just dirt. <laughs> Not bad for dirt. He just he knows I'm dirt. And he knows how dirt is. Amen. So he'll he'll forgive you. Amen. Pray knowing God hears you. Proverbs 15, 29. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he heareth the prayer of the righteous. I know a lot of people that don't go don't go to church, don't serve God, and they pray. Well, that's good. You need to pray. You need to pray first a, a prayer of repentance and ask God to forgive you and then come into your heart. Then that opens the door to where you can do more things. He hears. He, he may not answer. Amen. The wicked is far. The Lord is far from the wicked. But he that he that he but he heareth the prayer of the righteous. First Peter three and twelve says, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. You stop and think about that. If we start calling people the way the Bible tells us we are, you're a righteous person. Um, when the disciples came into the areas, they they saluted the saints. Now could you imagine how you would start acting if somebody come up to you and say, Hey, Saint Dwight. Good to see you today, St. Dwight. St. Lyd, I'm glad you're here today. St. Luke, I'll tell you, but it, it, you know what it does? It does something to you. When you're hearing that, now all of a sudden it's like, it's a reminder. I am a saint. I need to watch how I'm saying or doing. I've told this story once or twice. I had a, uh, I had a guy give me a hat that says, I heart Jesus on it. All right, and I wore it to work. And then when I worked to work, everywhere I went, if I'd go messing with somebody, they would look at me. Every time i come into them, their eyes were looking at the hat, then down to you. it just draw like a magnet. So they were looking at the hat, and they was reading, I heart Jesus, I love Jesus. And then if I'd mess around with them, start kidding around with them or something, then they, was, then they would go. <laughs> they started, then it made me, it dawned on me. Hey, I'm, I'm an advertisement today. I'm like a billboard today. I'm wearing this hat now. I've got to really watch what I'm doing and saying and being real. I've got to be different. And it caused me to change because when I was wearing that hat, it made me change. So now when I'm out and about, if I'm, I'm trying to remember the hat and I try to act like I'm wearing the hat so I can be a better example to people so they can see a change because we are his ambassadors. Amen? Right. We might be the only Bible anybody ever reads. We are the ambassadors for Christ. And that's scary sometimes. If you're the only church person they know in the way we are. I mean, when I was lost and undone, I knew a lot of church people. And I thought, they make it to heaven. I, you know, I do the IF thing. If he makes it to heaven, I ain't got no problem. So I was just basing everything on how he was acting and doing. But that's how lost people think. So we need to be better and we need to do better. God hears our prayers. He hears you. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Psalms 3 and 4, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. I'm telling you, sometimes when you're down in the valley, and you think God don't hear you, God hears. I don't know what it is, but the valley amplifies things. Where I live, I live, in, I live out in the country, and I live up on a hill. My neighbors are down. I'm up on a hill, then we go to this, and then they go down. So they're kind of like in a valley. I can sit on my porch, and I can hear them talk down there. 
I can hear some of their conversations going on because they're talking and it just rises up and it just it's like I'm down there with them. I can hear what they're talking about. And God showed me one time when you're in the valley, that's what it sounds like. I can hear you. I can hear your cry. You think that you're, you're not being heard because you're down in this deep pit. But I hear you. God hears you when you're down in the pit, when you're down in the valley. It's being amplified. It's being raised up. He hears your cry, and he will answer. Amen. Pray about everything. Philippians 4, verse 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known unto God. I believe if we'd pray about everything, we probably wouldn't be in so much debt. <laughs> Amen. That's just something personal for Brother Jerry, maybe. I don't know. That's just me. But for you too, if it's a word for you, amen, take it and run. Act on it. Amen. Power in prayer, James 4 and 2. Ye lust and ye have not, ye kill and ye desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Why don't we ask God for things? Why don't we take time and, and he already knows. He knows what you're thinking. Isn't that a scary thing at times? He knows what you're thinking right now. Man, I wish he'd hurry up. He knows what we're thinking. He does. He knows he can read our minds. He knows what's in our heart, what's coming out. But we don't take the time because we don't think it's important enough or it's too small. There's nothing too small. When your children are tiny and little, you wanted to know everything that they wanted and what they were, even when they can't communicate. My wife's niece brought up her babies up to the house yesterday. And they would let you know when something was going on, when they needed something, because they'd scream out and holler and carry on and make a noise. But then there's times when they were looking, and it looked like, I wonder if they want that. They're just like they're wanting something, and you just try to figure it out what they're wanting. And then when you find figure it out, it makes them all happy, and you can tell that it brings joy to them. But God, God's like a he'll, he'll help you today. Pray with expectations. This is my biggest problem. Amen? How about yours? When you pray, you should be praying. I, Brother Jerry, when you pray, you need to pray with expectations. Yes, sir. Every time you lay hands on somebody, you ought to expect it to happen. Yes, sir. Every time you lay hands on the sick, you should expect them to be different and healed because of my word. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Anytime you lay hands on somebody to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you should expect them to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He can do it, but he does it through his vessels. Amen. I'm glad today that he will allow us and use this. Use this. Use your two also. We can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But we need to have expectations about it. Matthew 7 11 says, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? We need to ask with expectations. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe ye shall receive ye. Believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire. What do you desire today? What are you looking for today? When ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Every time I think about this scripture, I think about when I first got my job. And they told me I was going to be making this much money. You're going to get these kind of benefits. You're going to get vacation time. And here I'm going around telling everybody 
Man, I got this great job. I get paid X amount of money. I'm going to be doing this, and we're going to be doing this. And then I'm starting to plan on what I'm buying with my first paycheck. I already got the first two or three done spent up because I know what's coming in. I'm like, oh, boy, we're going to go, and we're going to break Walmart out. They're going to have to hire a couple more people to stock the, the place today, man. We get excited about it because we hear what's coming, and we start talking about what's coming because we believe what this man just told us, this HR guy said, I'm going to give you this if you just come here and show up and do this. Amen. And I haven't worked one minute, one second at that place. Never have come in and clocked in. And we're excited about it. That's what this word right here relates to me about. If. He said, believe that you receive. Man, if I believe like I've already received, when I flip a light on, I'm, I'm expecting the lights to come on. Amen. We're flipping lights. We're flipping switches. So when we start receiving things or believe to receive, I tell you, in a trick, it ain't a trick. I want to tell you something. When you're praying, what helps generate your faith and exercise your faith, when you ask God for something, start thanking Him for it. Every time. Lord, I thank You for my healing. And I feel awful in my body right now. I thank You anyhow, Lord. I thank You, Lord, that, that You're healing my leg and I can't even walk right now. I'm on crutches right now. But I thank you anyhow, Lord, because you're touching my body. Lord, I thank you for giving me strength that I can walk, but I'm in a wheelchair today. I thank you anyhow, Lord, because the evidence says this, but the word proclaims this today. We can have victory today, but we need to talk about it. Amen? Because once we start talking about things, that increases our faith. Hallelujah. All of a sudden, you're thinking we might not do it. I don't feel like we get our minds off of not doing it. To what he's going to do. How many people believe he's going to fill this house here up? Amen. He's about to fill up six and spruce. Amen. Amen. Look around. There's a, there's a bunch of empty seats in here today. Look around. But we're excited about what he's about to do. Hallelujah. That's the trick to it. That's the thing to it. You get excited because you know he's spoken a word. And now we're going to receive it. But we need to be faithful. And we need to talk what the Word tells us to talk. Pray back to Him. Pray the Word back. Amen. You said, with your stripes I'm healed. You said, Lord, if I lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Lord, you said you would bless and prosper whatever I put my hands to. Whatever I plant seeds or plant things, I ask God to bless what I just put my hand to. I want that thing, if it's supposed to come up and, and bloom one flower, I want four on it. Amen. Because He said He would bless His hand. Hallelujah. And then we come with expectations to receive that. Hallelujah. He can do that and will do that, but we need to do our part and be faithful and talk faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I think we need to go to Matthew 5, 44. It says for us to pray for others. Have you ever talked to somebody and they have more faith for others than they do themselves? Are you like that? I can pray for brother so-and-so. Man, I have a bit of problem thinking he's going to get that. If I pray for myself, it's like, uh, I just don't have enough faith for myself. You know why? Because we live in it. We're li we see it daily, every day. That's why when we're praying for somebody to, to have a miracle, they're living in it. They have a hard time seeing it because they're like you. They're like me. They, they have a hard time believing for themselves. But if we lay hands on them and pray for others and lift them up, I tell you what, God sees your faith. Yes. He sees their faith. Hallelujah. And things start changing. Hallelujah. 
He tells us to pray for others. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you. Boy, that's a hard thing to do, isn't it? Do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Lord, I need help with this scripture. Amen. Confess your faults one to another, he says. I have a hard time when people do me wrong to help them out and bless them. I do. Hey, I'm, this is just dirt talking right here. That's what dirt says. Amen. But I got to go beyond this dirt. Amen. And start talking what the word says because I know if I'm better to them than they are to me, if I don't tie no strings to it, and if I bless them anyhow and help them anyhow, hallelujah, God sees that and God's able to help and change that situation and make it better if I just learn to bless them and be a blesser and not a curser. Amen. And we go around cursing everything that goes on. And no wonder things are bad. No wonder things are bad. We go around talking about how bad it is and how worse it's getting. And it's getting badder by the moment. I'll tell you what, if we start changing our tune and start singing another song and start talking about how good God is and what God's about to do. And God's, I've, I've talked to him. He heard my cry. He's sending the answer before I get through leaving his place. I know that he heard me. Hallelujah. Then we can start getting a little fervent about it and so start getting a little excited. And then we'll start seeing some effects of it. Amen. Amen. It's easy to get into things when you just go by sight. We need to walk by faith and not by sight. Psalms 5 and 3 says, My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. We need to pray in the mornings. Look up towards the heavens. That's where our answer is. Hallelujah. Matthew 17. We're about done here. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Stop and think about that. I don't know how many people seen mustard seeds, but they are tiny, tiny, tiny. And when you plant those things in the ground, they grow a big bush, a big plant just out of something so small. And that, it's about like our tongue, isn't it? Our tongue's are small, one of the smallest members in this body. But man, it built a fire like crazy. It can get me in so much trouble. And it's hard to get out sometimes. Amen. It's because of this unruly member. But that's the way a grain of mustard seed is. I've seen sometime on Facebook. I've shared it. I thought it was pretty powerful. Guy said, I've got a mustard seed and I'm not afraid to use it. Amen. I mean, I mean here's like that today. You've got a mustard seed. I'm about ready to bust that thing out. We're going to use that mustard seed today. Amen. He says, Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. It's one thing to pray. It's another thing to fast. We have a pastor that is a faster. He's a faster pastor. Amen. And he is a man of God. And you can tell he's a man of God just don't have to say a word to you. You can feel something radiating out of his, out of his being. That's the Holy Ghost. But he pays a price for that. And I'm here to encourage you. You can have that same power. Every one of you. Every one of you can have that same power today. We've got to be willing to pay the price. Got to fast. You want things to happen? Maybe you're praying and praying and nothing's happening. Maybe you need to season it with some fasting. 
Maybe you need to start pushing back the, the table a little bit, the plate a little bit, and start praying and fasting. You want to see a breakthrough? You want to see things change in your families? Maybe you need to fast. Just throwing it out there. That's what the Word tells us. Albeit this kind goeth out, goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. So if you want to see mountains moved, and you've got that grain of mustard seed, I suggest you fast before you find that, that thing. And just see what happens. Do your part. I was praying one time. I think the Lord has a sense of humor sometimes too. I said, Lord, going through a rough patch. You need some extra money. Just, just, just need some extra money. I'd like to have this and I'd like to do this. Next day, I got overtime. <laughs> yeah, wait. He provided a way for me to have extra money. Be specific when you pray. Amen. Lord, I'd like to have Ed McMahon raised from the dead and bring me a check from Publishers Clearinghouse. Amen. Woo! Uh, you got to fast a lot for that. <laughs> that can cost a lot of fasting. Amen. But we're like that, aren't we? I mean, we ask for things, and, and it comes, and we don't realize that's God answering prayer. That overtime was prayer answered. I needed to rejoice and be glad in the Lord for it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to end with this scripture right here. Found in Proverbs. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Because this thing cuts me going in and cuts me coming out. Amen. And this thing's true. This is true. It's true for me because I have, sometimes i got to stop and listen to myself. You ever said something? It's like, I can't believe I said that. Good night. What am I, what am I doing? Why am I saying stuff like that? It's like I'm cursing myself or something. And we do that. We start talking some of the some of the craziest things. It's good. I mean, it'd be good to record yourself sometimes. I can't believe I said that. Man, I know better than to say that. I know better. I know. I know whom I serve. I know He's coming for me. I know I'm I'm His child. Amen. He He wants the best for me. It says, "Death and life are in the power of the tongue." You stop and you listen to yourself. What are you talking about? You talking about your dilemma? You talking about your mountain and your problems more than the mountain mover? Amen. Than the problem solver today? I'm here to tell you there's a God that is more than able. He'll, he will bless you abundantly, exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ever ask or think. He's got a blessing for you today, but we got to talk it a lot of times. We got to speak the word. That's what the centurion told him. Just speak the word, Lord. And that, that's all I need. Just speak the word. Let him speak it to you today. Amen. So we can walk in it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. What are you eating today? What are you snacking on today? What's coming your way on your plate? What's making your life so miserable and troublesome today? Maybe we're talking about it too much. God's all-knowing and all-seeing, but the devil's not. Hate to even, even bring him up. I ugh, hate to even mention that, that, that dog. But what he does, he's a good listener. The, your enemy is a good listener, and he'll listen to you, and then he'll make sure whatever you're having issues, you know, a lot of times we'll talk, boy, that's, that's one of my temptations, and next thing you know, boom, 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 the next five things come in your path, that's your temptation you was talking about. Rolling your way. He's a good listener. 
And he'll send things your way to trip you up, to kill you, destroy you. That's his job. Why don't you stand this morning? I know this hasn't been a shout the house thing down, but it don't have to be. It don't. It don't have to be. It just needs to be the Word of God. The Word of God speaks for itself and it acts for itself. And the Word of God will bring you salvation. You need to listen to this Word. If you take any of this and heed and take it to your life today, I'm here to tell you that your life will change. Any one of you here, if you decide to pray and fast, you watch your life change. You watch your life change because that's what this says. Pray. Pray without ceasing. Let's pray together. And we're going to open up these altars today. Maybe you're here today and you're sick in your body. I know we've already had prayer, but we'll do it again. Amen. Maybe you're hurting. Maybe you just need to be encouraged. I like to see everybody come if we can, and we'll just we'll just gather around and we'll pray as a family. Thanks for joining with us today. Be sure to check us out online at greaterfaith.church or find us on Facebook by searching My Greater Faith. There you can watch this sermon and others, as well as live stream all available services. If you like what you heard today, be sure to follow our podcast for new sermons and Bible studies as they become available. Greater Faith. Everyone's welcome. Nobody's perfect. And anything's possible. Mm-hmm.